Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Welcome to this audio-only podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock. Bo, how are we doing today? We're great. Speaking of the five-star reviews, lots of great reviews up there on our Apple podcast site. We appreciate everybody giving us that five-star, leaving that review. It does uh, more than you would ever know. It helps get uh, more awareness of the podcast, and we just appreciate everybody kind of taking the time and doing that for us. If you haven't done so, please, please do so. It, uh, it, it, it It's huge for PHNX Cardinals. We are beginning this off-season's What If series today, by Bo and I breaking down first the 2018 NFL draft. Now, Bo, I know that's a draft that's a black eye for this fan base <laughs> and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I did not feel that way the night it took place. I was watching Josh Rosen highlights till three in the morning. Um, but our what if series is going to play out like this. We're going to go through different scenarios that would have happened, could have happened, what would have happened as a result. And the first one we've got going here is, let's say the Cardinals did not trade up for Josh Rosen and instead, Bo, exited that 2018 NFL draft with one Josh Allen. He did not go to Buffalo. He was an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, like, how how we would get to that scenario because Buffalo, clearly, they wanted Josh Allen. They gave up a lot to get Josh Allen. They pulled off the trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get that seventh overall pick. Not only did they give up their own pick, they gave up what the uh, two first round picks and a second yeah. round pick to get seventh overall and and take the the raw skill set, you know, high ceiling uh, project quarterback and Josh Allen in a just what people thought a loaded quarterback class. Um, I mean, it, it's 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 really interesting because we're going to get into this and get all the layers of it. But you know, I, I'll say this. I really don't believe that Josh Allen turns into the success that he has turned into if he does exit that draft to member of the Arizona Cardinals. Correct. Uh, Buffalo, if you guys remember, had just been to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, remember, they had ended their postseason drought that had lasted, you know, I think they had the longest postseason drought in, in modern NFL. Um, and so they they make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. They're picking in the early 20s, and as Bo just mentioned, they they did a couple maneuvers to get up into striking distance for Josh Allen. The Cardinals, meanwhile, had just turned over the roster. They had lost Bruce Arians. He had retired for the first time, and they had since hired Steve Wilkes. And um, while Steve Wilkes and Sean you know, McDermott are both defensive head coaches, that's kind of where the comparisons end. Um, Steve Wilkes, of course, would go one and done with the Cardinals with Josh Rosen. Um, Josh Allen to me, Bo, and we've we've kind of heard rumblings. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not by anybody within the organization that the Cardinals had initially put Josh Allen as the number one quarterback on their big board. We know that they liked both Allen and Baker Mayfield, and it almost kind of felt reactionary when they didn't get either to trade up for Josh Rosen um, because I don't think they had met with Rosen during that, that process. Um, Lamar Jackson seemingly was never on their radar. I, I think with what had happened with Matt Liner once upon a time, I think they were kind of cold on the idea of taking another USC quarterback and, and Sam Darnold. It really felt like the, the, the two that most likely were going to end up a Cardinal were Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. And then when Baker goes one, mm -hmm. maybe they felt like, Oh, we can get ahead 
of Buffalo. But then when you've got Denver staunchly committed to Bradley Chubb at five, Quentin, Quentin Nelson, who always felt destined to be a cold at number six, then it's just like mm, we're in a we're in a tough spot here if we're the Arizona Cardinals because Buffalo they're just more motivated and they have they have the ammunition to to go up and get their guy and really kind of felt like the Cardinals for many many times you can say this about the Steve Kime era were were left at the altar with just a consolation prize right and well I mean I think that there should be some accountability for that they just didn't as far as. Carson Palmer's successor, they didn't put any work into it while he was in that building. They didn't. Yeah. I don't know if they were just trying to really empower Carson Palmer and, and have, you know, Drew Stanton as his, his backup, who is the quintessential backup. Like you, I love what Drew Stanton brought as far as the backup quarterback position. Never a true threat to Carson Palmer. Um, but I, I think as far as the Josh Allen. Uh, love affair that Steve Kime reportedly have was something that was left over from the Bruce Arians era. And I've maintained mm-hmm. this, that I think Steve Kime had to kind of figure out what kind of GM he wanted to be because when he took over the reins as the Cardinals in 2013, he also took it over with Bruce Arians and he had to learn post how, how to become a GM post Bruce Arians. But with that Bruce Arians, like that was the prototypical quarterback that Bruce Arians would have been on is Josh Allen out of that quarterback class. He would have absolutely fallen head over heels in love with Josh Allen big. As far as his size, what six, five, nearly six, six big arm. You know, he can, he can really drive the ball downfield. He has a little bit of the athleticism. I think that Bruce Arians, if he was still the coach, he would, they would have, he would have made sure they made a play for a guy like Josh Allen instead of maybe um, settling for what they ended up doing and trading up from 15 to 10 to yeah. take Josh Rosen. But, you know, when I say that, I think he's he wouldn't have been successful. It's like you mentioned Steve Wilkes, but also you look at who would the offensive coordinator would have been. He was already in place in Mike McCoy. And it's just like really handing over the keys to a Ferrari uh, with a guy that just wants to take it out for a spin in the parking lot. Like he, he wouldn't have been able to really uh, tap in to what we know is Josh Allen now. Josh Allen, by the way, I mean, Rosen's rookie season was a disaster. It was one of the worst yeah. we've seen in, in in recent modern NFL history. But the Bills were were pretty unwatchable during Josh Allen's first year, too. I remember yeah. him taking just so many sacks. I mean, people would really harp on and, and be fairly negative with his play. Like, it's not sustainable what he's doing. I mean, it was kind of like an accelerated version of Cam where he just kind of ran around he took a bunch of shots to his upper body. I, I mean, he fumbled a ton. You did not see any kind of build upon his horrific completion percentage at Wyoming. I remember watching him against Iowa, and he completed like single-digit passes. I'm like, how is this guy going <laughs> to improve his completion percentage in the NFL? And it's an outlier. It's an outlier case with Josh Allen. Like, you do not complete under 60% of your throws at the collegiate level, especially at that level. I think Wyoming is, it, it is division West. one. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's low level, mid-level college football, mm-hmm. and then go on and have MVP kind of seasons where you're almost completing 70% of your throws against the best in the world. Like that doesn't happen, but right. kudos to the bills that they had the foresight to say, like we can take his tools and, and elevate him with our culture. And I think it's because he, he entered a place where you had an elite young head head coach on the rise. You had a team that was aggressive and go out and get a Stefan Diggs. 
And then also that it they were a playoff team already. And I think mm-hmm. if you're a San Francisco 49er fan, like that's the hope with Trey Lance. Now that remains to be seen. But with the Cardinals, I mean, we've talked about it before, Bo. They were literally starting from scratch that following year. And they did not have a contingency plan. Um, I remember that that offseason, Michael Bidwell came to the podium before they had begun their hiring process with Steve Wilkes and said, this is not a rebuild. This is a retool. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to be competitive next year. And all their signings in the offseason supported it. Band-Aid additions and free agency in the draft. And and then they go out and they sign Sam Bradford for $20 million. I mean, it's just a <laughs> disastrous move after disastrous move. Steve Wilkes, one of the worst head coaches we've seen, you know, all due respect to him. Great guy, owned the locker room, you know, owned the press conference, I, su- I should say. But even Josh Allen, I mean, Wilkes is probably getting fired and they're bringing in a different coach to coach Josh Allen. They're bringing in an offensive guy. So mm-hmm. maybe they still maybe they still end up the same place with a Cliff Kingsbury, but they're just saying, well, we've got something here in Josh Allen. Because I think Cliff would have the foresight to look at Kime and look at Josh Allen in practice and say, like, this, this is going to work. Let me work right. with him. Whereas on the flip side... Cliff Kingsbury, even at, with how much he loved Kyler Murray, I think would have looked at Josh Allen's like, no, we're good here. I love Kyler. He can go be a Raider or 49er. But I, I just think it goes back to my original point where it's I don't think Steve Kime ever fell in love with Josh Rosen. I think he had to talk himself into that move. They It was a little bit of a panic decision. Felt like they had to go up and get somebody because year before – with the Hassan Reddick draft, they got jumped for two elite quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson. I think Steve was feeling the pressure. Just go up and get one of these guys, Steve. We got to be able to sell our fan base. If he was really in love with Josh Allen, he should have done, should have given up future picks, his precious picks, and and gone up and got him. Yeah. I, I really do wonder like what that season would have looked like. I mean, obviously you I, I don't think he gets to to where he is now, but you know. Mike McCoy is an interesting study just because he is a guy that was able to operate and win a playoff game as an offensive coordinator at the NFL level with Tim Tebow as his quarterback. Does he deploy a similar offense with the skill set that he's presented with with 2018 Josh Allen, who would have been a run-first guy, and you don't trust to make all the throws. As you mentioned, the completion percentage was way down, even at the collegiate level, something that he's improved by like light years ahead where he is now. And like, do they become like this run heavy team? Do they still probably beat the Niners twice? Do they, you know, does Aaron Rodgers lay down just so Mike McCarthy still gets shit canned in Green Bay and they win that game? And and does do the legs of Josh Allen give you a little bit of an edge? But there was such a discrepancy between uh there was such a wide margin between all those games that they've lost. Like I don't remember a game that just kind of like if they're they're just they were just a couple plays away. Like that team, that roster was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, they would have still cleaned house and would they have been still looking to move off of this project quarterback that they didn't see any progress from? Uh, just similar like Josh Rosen going into the next season. Like, would somebody have had the foresight? Obviously, they had it in Buffalo, but that was with he was within their walls and on their practice field every day. Like, to say, no, like you said, this is something I can work with. Yeah. I think so, because I think Kime would have been staunchly, staunchly committed to sticking with Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen, because I think what would they have had to give up for Josh Allen? Very different than Josh Rosen, a third yeah. and a fifth. You can swallow that. We might see them swallow that with Rodney Hudson here in a few <laughs> weeks. Uh, but I digress. You're giving up future ones to get Josh Allen, at least one one. 
you're not pivoting off of that to take Kyler Murray. And I, I'm with you, Bo. I think, I think they win maybe a, one or two more games. They won three games with Josh Rosen. They probably win four or five, and they're probably picking top five, which is a great case study in the following draft. Who do they take in that group? Probably like a Quinn and Williams or, or somebody like that. I want to remind everybody right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game. $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. you got to be 21 and over to participate. Arizona only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, you can't go back and look at future props as it relates to who the Arizona Cardinal quarterback would have been on DraftKings back in 2018. But uh, it would be a fun case study as we do our What If series kicking off today with the 2018 NFL Draft Bow. And um, yeah, you, you think about the landscape of that class, it's weird that they never even considered Lamar Jackson. It is. And, you know, Mike Jarecki, who a guy I worked with, he repeatedly told me that the team never was in on Lamar Jackson. They just did not like his fit with that offense. A guy that ended up being what the last pick of the first round, then he go thirty second overall to the Baltimore yep. Ravens, um, it, which is wild. I mean, it makes you really kind of question the scouting department, and, and just to say he's not even he's not even in the conversation. We're good um, now. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, you might be putting back the Four Peaks Brew too too much. Uh, <laughs> we're proud to be partnering with our, our new partner, Four Peaks Brewery. He's obviously must be twenty one and over and drink responsibly. But it, when you look at this draft, like. What, what the other options were. I mean, they were saddled with with Josh Rosen. If What I'm curious with when you look at this draft, though, is like if they just maybe stick and pick, they just take 15th overall and they just go best play av- player available, they don't go quarterback. It, and, and then they just wear it for a year. They, they ride the San Darnold train, um, you know, which would have lasted just about as long as it did in actual like three games. And then Mike Glennon, is your backup for the rest of the season, you're probably still, you know, three to four win team, yeah. but you have a better football player potentially. Cause I look at a couple of the guys that would have been there at 15, Johnny, and like some guys that I would imagine Steve Kyle would be salivating over. No, like we know who they are. Right. Uh, like a Derwin James type, right. Or are you thinking somebody different? No, I'm right there with you. Derwin James. Uh, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. 16 to Buffalo. Player. Yeah, Buffalo I mean, had those... two first first round picks that year. Um, maybe mix in. I don't know. He hadn't really gone on his receiver kick yet, but um, yeah, those are the two that stand out to me. Uh, I mean, you'd be looking. I mean, w- would you have the foresight to finally get that corner opposite uh, Patrick Peterson, Jair Alexander, still on the board? Um, you know, could you be looking at a, probably not linebacker? You just taking one. The first round before, but we've seen him go back to back years taking <laughs> a first rounder. Leighton Vanderesh ends up going to Dallas at nineteen. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's there's some interesting players just down the road. They would have picked fifteenth overall. Would they've looked at Colton Miller, a guy who got a second contract that the Raiders eventually took with the Cardinals pick, um, and then just wear it, or do you you know address the quarterback position you know later in that draft, not with guys not named Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, who, there, it's pretty slim pickings there. Just looking at who else went in that draft, uh, you know, 
probably was was Gardner Minshew in this draft? No, he wasn't. He was. Uh, I can tell you. Kyle Luletta. Yep, Kyle Luletta. Um, I can tell you a name. I I guarantee they would have had interest in in a trade down scenario. Um, that did not make it to their pick. Uh, at let's see, when did the Cardinals pick in the second round? They took Christian Kirk 47th overall. Had this player made it either to 47 or they traded back into the 20s, Will Hernandez would have been an Arizona Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Will they worked him out extensively out of UTEP? His offensive line coach, we've 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 talked about it. Sean Kugler would end up working with the team, but that was before then. He was I don't believe was on the Wilkes staff, but they they liked Will Hernandez a lot. Uh, that would not have been uh, the best move to make. He's ironically <laughs> enough now on the Cardinals, but um, yeah, I you know. I I had optimism with Rosen. I had optimism with Kirk that first year, that San Francisco game. Poor Rosen. Josh just got progressively worse as the season went on. And I don't think anybody really coincidentally outside of maybe Lamar, maybe Lamar with his running ability to 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 give this team some explosion and, and his dynamic playmaking ability. That's the only thing that was going to save this team. Baker Mayfield went to a tailor-made ready organization with weapons and running backs and receivers and offensive linemen. You know, we saw what happened to Sam Darnold. Josh and Sam, to me, are kind of on the same level of they went to bad organizations where they ruined because of it. We don't know. But clearly, you know, it's it's the two teams in Lamar Jackson going to Baltimore and Josh Allen going to Buffalo. The two teams that went to the best scenarios, they went to playoff teams. You can't you can't compare that. I mean, had had those guys gone to top 10 picking organizations like a Chicago or Detroit or something like that. I mean, we're see- I think we're seeing it right now with Justin Fields in Chicago, but where it's like, mm. if, if Justin Fields is on the Patriots, or if Justin Fields is on a competent organization, right? If he's in Indy, for instance, then we're looking at him completely differently. But I do think you you can get ruined and ruined fast, which is why I'm a huge, staunchly supporter of Kyler Murray. You, it takes a special person to elevate others, and. I love these quarterbacks, but I don't think too many of them can elevate organizations past their ineptitude. Yeah, certainly not. And, uh, you know, you think about the quarterback market, would they have been able to, after making the mistake of giving all that money to to uh, Sam Darnold, could they have gone back out the, the following year? Would they have been players for some of the guys who have been on the trade block? Could they have been players for guys who are going to hit the free agent market? Uh, it's just... They would have been so bad that they would have still been in the mix for that top pick. And they just would have been in a better situation if they avoided going for Rosen, uh, just roster wise. Just, just, there was no, there really was no young talent outside of maybe a Buddha Baker. Son Reddick was still uh, failing at the NFL level. Like he hadn't found his way. They hadn't, you know, he was going through the Cardinals defense was churning through defensive coordinators. And the poor guy just didn't have, wasn't being utilized correctly. Uh, it, it just was a the the they were a rudderless ship like the the worst they had been like even with the, the futility that they had at the in the in the early nineties and since they moved from you know made the move to the desert like we we remembered a lot of thin years but that year like the twenty eighteen year was was the was quite honestly the worst like they they the cupboard was bare and to misfire and to say something like this is a retool not a rebuild to be that far off was was very concerning we love michael bidwell um but they 
the Cardinals brass, they they have a way of overvaluing their own talent. We hope they're not doing it this offseason as they've made uh, hardly any moves of note, um, sat out the free agency period altogether. Uh, I want to remind everybody right now, get safe, get healthy. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and up. Those 12 and older are now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Let me tell you the perfect partner for a what if PHNX Cardinals podcast. It's OGs. You can just pop in OGs and just kind of sit back and think, what if, what if the Cardinals got Josh Allen? What if they didn't, you know, select Josh Rosen? What if they took Nick Bosa instead of Kyler Murray? What if Kyler Murray stayed and played baseball? All those, you'll just kind of get lost in your mind. And you can do it with a delicious gummy like their seasonal flavor, limited edition pina colada, perfect pineapple creamy coconut blend that's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. And then speaking of pool parties, OGs is taking on over Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this month on June 25th. Be there, say what's up to some of the PHNX crew that will be out there. Johnny, I know, is going to be out there. Check out OGs online and, of course, on social media at OGs Brands and OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com. You can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. This was fun, Bo, doing our What If series here. Audio only this summer. The next one I think we're going to talk about is that faithful 2019 draft, the, the draft that the Cardinals earned the top pick because of 2018. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray, Quinn Williams, and of course, Nick Bosa were all in the conversation. That's for next time. For now, we got to get my man, Bo Brock. Bon voyage off to Hawaii for some much needed time off. Have a good time, my friend. Be sure everybody likes, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Absolutely. Everybody have a great uh, rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Make sure you're, uh, you're following along at PHNX underscore Cardinals.